Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Back here on Rutherford Issues today, and we're catching up with our friends from the Salvation Army. Major Trish Knott is uh, joining us here, and uh, we're going to talk about what has been a busy summer and will continue to be at the uh, Salvation Army. Lots of things going on. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Good to have you today. Uh, Congrats on Major now. Thank you. I know that's a big deal, isn't it? Yeah, 15 years. So um, who knew? (laughs) (laughs) i bet you didn't think that 15 years ago did you You didn't think that far ahead you know you were in one appointment and you focus there and that's where you're going to retire and that's you know so it's kind of you get that mindset you're not thinking how many years have i done this right right and um, murfreesboro rutherford county is uh, how, how many appointments have you had do you know um this is our your fifth. fifth okay fifth. okay yeah and you've been in murfreesboro with uh uh major michael how long two years two years boy time flies i know it seems like yesterday doesn't it <laughs> yeah it's a weird though because we came in the, during the pandemic yeah so it's feels in some ways it feels like this last year was just our first year and then in other ways so much has happened it seems like we've been here forever so well i mean there have been so many changes and additions and programming that honestly have been pandemic related yeah it's really driven our our outreach and our ministry and um just services overall because you you have to give where that your community needs Mm -hmm. so yeah that's kind of directed what we've had to do you kind of looked over what was happening the the needs in the community Mm -hmm. and there were obviously some places that um we're filled because you've got new programs that are just really going gangbusters. Absolutely. Well, and I have to give a shout out to the Irvins because they had just finished a mission planning study. So we had something to start with and, and the advisory board had already started working in that direction. So we were able to just kind of jump on the train and, and uh, keep moving forward with all of those things. But yeah, the, you know, changing the shelter around, being able to open up the other end of the building for kids and, just all of those kinds of exciting things. It's it's noisy in our building, and I love it. Isn't that great? Yeah. Uh, it is. You know the uh, the gym now has air conditioning. Yes! Yay! You know, I know I, I know the kids appreciate that. They were troopers last summer. They you know they came faithfully every day, and they would spend their time in the gym, and then they'd go back to an air conditioned room, kind of a thing. But so much more can happen this summer, and we have the fence around the back. So we've been able to do some programs in the back where the kids were secure. So that's been good. That is is one area of tremendous growth, I think, that uh, I, I want to make sure we touch on. And that that's with programming and activities and just outreach to children. Yes, yes. Well, it became very evident during the pandemic that... Um, kids were the really ones that were suffering, um, falling behind in school, not having access to what they needed. It's very stressful for parents, but also they missed that social aspect. That's very important for kids. And so for us to be able to then do the learning pods and open that up for families, uh, the initial intent was just for families to be able to come to get out of the house, uh, to be able to be in a secure and, uh, sequestered location where they could be separate from others but have access to the gym and snacks and food and things and that just kind of involved because so many parents wanted to get back to work but they needed their kids to be taken care of 
And, you know, the percentage of our kids in our county that were online was tremendous. So for us to have the, the um, Chromebooks and then have some people come in that could help them. And, you know, with little kids, I can't imagine being in kindergarten or first grade and doing class on a computer. I didn't have that much focus. I know. Really? <laughs> but so these kids are amazing. They're very resilient. But being able to provide that for them and for their parents, that was such a huge stress reliever for parents. You you have to have had uh, times where you had to just really throw out the, the thoughts of this is the way things have been done because we were in a situation that we've never really been in Absolutely. in recent history. For... Um, I'll show my age, but I I wasn't very online kind of person with Facebook and all of that. But having to really start to communicate with your people and, by text and by Facebook and online. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we did our first angel tree all online during the pandemic. So um, being able, while it, sometimes it was a struggle for us, it w- allowed us to reach more people. Um, that normally would not have known what we were doing or known what services were available for that. So um, I can see lots of blessings coming out of COVID as well as the, some of the irritations. That, yeah. But it did. It challenged us to think differently um, and to reach people differently and to do things differently. People just don't like to come to meetings anymore. You know, they, no, that's true. They want to get something worthwhile out of it. Right. So. Major Trish Knott is joining us today as we talk about uh, great things going on with our local Salvation Army. Um, now that we, uh, you can't really say post-COVID because it's it's still a factor, but I think we've learned how to manage and deal with it better. But your children's programming is continuing to flourish. So what do you account yeah. that to? Um, I think... Um well, part of it has been word of mouth. We've had lots of school counselors, and I, I am so grateful to them because they recognize children who have needed that after-school assistance. Um, and they've been able to let their parents know this is available. And we've had lots of school counselors just call and say, I have a kid that needs to be in your program. Hmm. They need somewhere to be safe after school. They need somewhere where they can get their homework. They need somewhere where they can get homework help. They need to have interaction. Um, They need to get up and move around some. And so it's been the school counselors that have been wonderful. And they've really contributed to the program and recognizing the value because we worked with some of them. Um, as we were putting the learning pods together and also reaching out for tutors and how can we help these kids, the school's been instrumental with that. I'm sure that there are challenges even with that. Uh, transportation seems to be one that is a biggie. Yeah, and we've had lots of challenges with vehicles this summer and then with gas prices going yeah. up. Um, but, you know, that's that's where families are struggling too. So we do pick up quite a few kids. We pick up at schools. I think we were picking up at four schools before the end of the year. And we only had one vehicle, so we had a lot of traveling going on. And um, the staff has been amazing. I can't give them enough kudos because they, they're picking up and feeding as well as doing the program and watching the kids and interacting and then taking them home at the end of the yeah. night. So um, we have an amazing staff. We can always use more. Because the more people we have, then the more kids we can serve. And we do have over 100 kids on our waiting list. Oh, wow. Um, that either school counselors or, or families have called and said, we really would like to be in your program. It is, it's been amazing to see the growth 
in in those areas, but also the growth in staff. And and you're saying we even need more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're doing we're working on kind of an analysis of even our casework right now. We know that we need two adults per every per every 16 kids. We know that that's one of our own guidelines within the Salvation Army. Um, But on the other end, our our coaches are dealing with so many they've had so many come through the shelter and be placed that we're doing evaluation of what's the max caseload you know what are those non-negotiables with this is work what we're going to do and if we can't do this then we can't see as many people so that tells us okay we need another person so we're kind of in that process right now of looking at what what do we need because we know we need more Mm. um i don't know how our coaches have done it when you think about it uh we have 12 men in the shelter at any almost every every given day we're pretty much full on men and so that's 12 cases right there that that coach has besides those she's working with that are trying to come into the shelter and those that she's already housed so um really a shout out to dr sandra avent because she has done amazing work staying on top of that and uh and the men respect her and there might be a little bit of fear there she's like mom sometimes and um, but they know also they can come sit in her office and say i i gotta talk or i need some help yeah so that part of the program too on that end of the building is exploding and needing to grow i mean that well, gosh, those were three people we didn't even have before. So that's all new. Um, and we could we could probably double and still stay busy. Wow. Uh, yeah. I know the uh, program to, to ensure that you're not just running people through, making right. sure that they don't need your services in the future. Right. We want to get them to part. that stability point right. where they, they are – um, you want to take them from that crisis to stability to thriving, because in thriving, then they're giving back and they're giving back to the community. You know, and that that's really the end goal. Mm-hmm. It's not just to get them out of our building into an apartment or something. It's thriving and giving back. And I love it when we have have them come back and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Or they, they send pictures of their apartments if they got a new dining room table, you know, just to share their successes in their progress that's that keeps you going when you've had a really long day oh i bet i bet major trish not joining us uh talking about the salvation army and uh this summer keeping busy got camp coming up yes and today's a big day our women's auxiliary um has um purchased several items to go in bags to purchase duffel bags and so we're filling them with things all the kids from camp will need because a lot of these kids just don't have that at home they don't have extra set of sheets or pillows and blankets to take so we're getting sleeping bags and pillows um the toiletries you know i don't know about you but in our family a lot of if you share a bathroom everybody shares the same shampoo and that kind of thing so all these kids are getting shampoo and lotion and bug spray and sunscreen and a flashlight you know you gotta have a flashlight at camp um and toothbrush and toothpaste and those kinds of things that it's just got that extra expense to have to buy that for your kids to go off to camp. So we're doing that. And then the kids have that travel size to take and um, they're prepared. The ladies did this last year for the first time. And when the kids came in and saw bags with their name on it, they were just wow. Cause a lot of them came in with their stuff in trash bags. Mm. You know, I, you don't realize not everybody has suitcases stuck right. in the closet. 
And so having the duffel bag was really fun. And so they decided to do that again. So we're meeting tonight at 6, and we'll be packing those bags and getting them ready for the kids to leave on July 11th. No, 13th. Is it the 13th? It's the 13th. It's the Monday. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, the 11th is a Monday. Okay. Then it's the Monday. Okay. That's my brother's birthday. So oh, I got kind of confused when I said that. <laughs> yep. So my, that's my brother's birthday, and we'll be taking kids to camp that day. Um, are there... How does camp work? Are there still openings for camp? There are. We probably have about 26 openings. Our goal is 50. Um, and we have about 23, 24 um, kids right now. We have a few parents that we've contacted to come in and do the applications. Um, and we're really trying to focus on those 100 that are already signed up with us. Um, but because not having enough staff, um, we want to get them somewhere this summer, either in our daily day camp or the Camp Paradise Sleepover Camp, or we're doing our camp boxes again this summer. And all of them have the same theme. So um, kids will be doing, one week we'll be focused on sports in the camp boxes. We're going to do that in day camp. And at Paradise Valley, they're using some of those same themes for different tracks and stuff. So that way the kids really, they're kind of united in the sense that they are still looking at the same thing, still getting to do some of those same things. Um, And the, the... camp boxes will also have the a food bag to go with them and the camp boxes tell me a little bit more about how that works is that something you just kind of pick up a box and you can do your own little camp well we have we have um we have like a devotional in there that Mm -hmm. kind of focuses on a theme and like for one week is sports and everything in there has to do with some kind of sports that deals with a net and they they have a craft that they'll make i want to say that they're actually making like a ping pong thing a a paddle um but it'll talk about different sports with nets so it'll have a craft and there are snacks to go in there with it too so they get those kind of canteen kind of things um we have win week is going to be science so we're going to have there's some experiments in there and another week is um outdoors so they get to make like a hiking stick and decorate it with feathers and beads and some different things as well as making trail mix and some of those things that go along with hiking and then at each time they're going to be learning a little bit about what is hiking where you know where can you go what do you need to do what do you need to be able to be aware of um, and encouraging them to get out this summer you know okay. make that walking stick and hit the greenway or something just you know to get out and to be aware of you know taking in enough water and protecting yourself from the sun mm-hmm. all of those kinds of things so are the camp boxes kind of like for those who maybe can't go to camp or yes. i mean is that how that yeah. works yeah okay because we don't want any kid to miss out on something so we're trying to get those to them well that's a great uh, great yeah. idea there um as the as the busy summer continues i know you have a couple of additional things uh, you want to hit on uh, mission impact mission impact yes we've been very fortunate through covid to get some different grants but all the grants that we get are reimbursable which means we have to spend the money first and then wait to get reimbursed and we found this last year it could take anywhere from 60 to 90 days Um, and there's not many nonprofits around that can go 90 days without any kind of income or reimbursement so what we're really trying to do is build our liquidity this summer so that when those grants come in we can immediately start doing the work and not have to worry about cash flow Um, we want to be able to do that first 30 or 60 days and get the program rolling Mm -hmm. after the end of the first month submit our reimbursement 30 days we're being optimistic but 
probably 60 or 90 that would come back in so the beauty of the liquidity and the mission impact is that um, someone who gives to that their money continues to work over and over and over um, they may give their 50 or 100 dollars now but then we've spent it so we get reimbursed that which means we can use that $100 again. So um, someone who wants to really make an impact in a program, this is a great way to participate without having to have a huge you know, donation or something like that. They don't have to be thinking in terms of thousands of dollars. Although I will say, if they want, we're happy <laughs> happy to work with them on that. Uh, but it, it does. It, it really keeps the programs running. We don't have to have to say, oh, wait, we can't do that for a while till we get reimbursed. Um, too many people are in need. So just to kind of help understand this, um, let me try and and tell me if if, if this is close. So you you get the the grant, and let's say the grant is for $1,000, just to keep it simple. You have to spend... A one thousand dollars before they reimburse you, and yes. so your the mission impact would be if you have community folks who can help, and you have that thousand dollars there already, yes. then it, it's not going to be troublesome to try right. to pay it back. Right. And when you get your money back in sixty to ninety yeah. days, we don't have to we don't have to stop as soon as right. we've spent it. Yeah. Um. It, it allows the program to continue, mm. and and that really has is a huge impact. Also, so what would someone need to do if, if they wanted to uh, to help out in that way? Uh, well, they could call our office um, at 615-895-7071 and talk to myself or uh, Major Michael about a donation. Or they could um, go to our website, um, www.salvationarmymurfreesboro.org, and there's a should be a link there for How Can I Help? And it has opportunities for donations or even volunteering. Well, very good. Um, and one last thing here about uh, women's ministry. Tell me about that. Oh, okay. We've been having so much fun this summer, just like with the kids having kind of the weekly theme. Uh, we have summer destination this summer. And last week, some of the ladies, we got together and we took a little trip to Hawaii with decorations and food and some Hawaiian activities. We even had some ladies at Hulud. Oh, wow. Yes, it was a lot of fun. And so this next trip, it's actually going to be on June 30th, and we meet there at the the Salvation Army Corps. Um, We're going to look at the Grand Canyon and do some fun things with that. Um, In July, we'll be going to or experiencing Santorini and Mexico and the Great Barrier Reef. That sounds so fun. yeah, if they can call that same number, the six one five eight nine five seven zero seven one, and get dates and say I'd love to join you all with that, and we would love to have them. So, just to make sure everyone understands, you're not actually going to Hawaii. No, you're bringing actually, Hawaii to Murfreesboro. Absolutely, yes, <laughs> we are bringing it to Murfreesboro. That's a good way to say it. So, uh, who's eligible to be uh, a part of the the women's ministry here? How does that? Or just any woman? Really? Yep. That's right. Yep, you don't have to be a mom. Just single women um, are welcome, also. Well, very good. So, and um, I should say, any women who want to ha- come and have fellowship and fun. Well, there you go. Fellowship and fun sounds yep. good. Uh, Major Trish, I appreciate you coming in today. It's always fun to catch up with uh, all the great things going on with the Salvation Army and anything we can help uh, do to promote. Just let us know. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. That is uh, Major Trish Knott joining us here, talking about the Salvation Army, Salvation Army Murfreesboro. 
www.salvationarmy.org is uh, where you can find out more about our local Salvation Army. And don't forget, check the podcast at wgnsradio.com if you missed part of our program today.